I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mina AF. Happy Tuesday. So this week is going to be a little bit different. Steve is sitting here with his iPad. It has one of those screen things on it, so I can't even see what he's doing. But he's going to be leading it a little more. A couple of weeks ago, like we wanted to record this right away and then life happened. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember. I don't know if you do. I do. There was an event Hmm. and Steve was like, I'm sick of this. I have some things I want to say. I want to record an episode. You traveled to, was it um, the home show in Phoenix? Oh, okay. So you were gone for like three days. Well, felt like 14 days. I was gone for probably like 36 hours. No. Yeah. It's like 37. <laughs> Maybe 37. So it was just because I was gone. And well, you missed me. I thought there was something like, I don't know. I thought it was like someone's, there was something like a shitty hmm. article or something. I don't know why I thought oh, that. Oh, I mean, that, that's, that's possible. I could have just haven't been having an, an emotional few uh days but Point i being, literally Steve woke said, up this that this the latest time i have on this is from when i updated it last but i literally woke up at like 3 a.m and, and was just like flooded with these thoughts and i got my ipad out and wrote them down so they're a little um spacey yeah so steve said he wanted to record this and i was like well i'm fine doing it i don't want to know what's on your notes because yeah. I think everything you can chime in is, at any time. Yeah, Bob will chime in a lot, I'm sure. Well, but I did I say, like, I don't want this to be Amina like hype fest because right. Steve is my biggest hype man and he mm-hmm. loves me and he thinks I'm great and I'm the prettiest and I'm the smartest. And it's great that you think that. Yeah. But not everybody has to think that. And no. he was like, no, 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 it's not like that. So no. I'm flying blind here, guys. Yeah. It's not necessarily a hype fest. It's more of um how I feel about you. You said it was like you want people to know the real me. Yeah. Yeah. I just want, I just wish. Yeah. That people understood you, the the real you, mm-hmm. um, more clearly. And um, I'm not saying that this is going to no. 100% fix that. But as you said. We'll take a stab I, at it. I'm, yeah. We'll <laughs> take a stab at it. Um, I'm your biggest fan. Steve has the floor. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. You are my biggest fan. Um, I listen to all the podcasts. He does. Yes. Um, sometimes like a week before they come out. And then I will also. If I'm doing my job well and I have pre-recorded the podcasts early enough for um, Megan, the lovely girl that does the editing to send them to me to review. I props send them to, to Megan. Steve. Props, props, Megan. But we love you. I have been um, pretty much like recording as we go. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm a little bit of a mess. So Steve hasn't got the early release of them in So, a But weeks. yeah, every Tuesday I listen to them as I work out. And sometimes I think I, I hear like your self-talk um, isn't wonderful. No. And as I tell, you know, like my clients and as I tell myself, I remind myself you know, self-talk is really important because what you say to yourself it will manifest into um, the truth and your life. And so I just kind of wanted to tell you and, you know, your listeners more of the truth 
Um, because how we perceive ourselves is simply often not the case, right? Like I have bad days. Oh yeah. Even like I'll see people and I'm like, do I look like that? Or like, mm. am, I mean less now just, but I'd be like, is my, is my butt as big as that girl's butt? Cause I kind of like a big butt and you'd mm. be like, you just, I do like you just compare yourself, but yeah. it's a human nature thing. It is. Everybody does it. There's days where I feel like a fat piece of shit. Oh, my God. Being friends with Ashley Flowers, I'm like, well, I'm failing at life. Yeah, that's On tough. a regular basis. Yeah. Steve has some, like, one of his best friends is the long snap for the Colts, and his quads are as big as my entire body. I mean, he's just one of the most jacked dudes in he's the world. He's one of the most jacked dudes, and he's one of the nicest humans in the world. He's, he's, and he's so one of you, Steve's like, I'm, I'm never going to be that jacked. I'm like, no, you're not. You're, you weren't born a Viking. It's Genetically, just, <laughs> no. Not possible. But it is tough being Luke Rhodes. Um, you can Google him. It's tough being one of his best friends. We talk, I talked to him yesterday. We talk all the time. Probably say at least once a week. And he's just the nicest dude. He always touches base with me, yeah. which I think is important for friendships, yeah, right? Like I've got I'm a couple friends. I've got a couple friends that that do that, that are real good, you know. Um, but we've, we've already gotten off. Point is, yeah, so, we um, all compare ourselves. Yeah, and we're like. Even though we know we should. Yeah, be. like, yeah, I'm, some, some days I'm like, God, I'm just, I'm just a fat piece of shit. When, you know, the reality is my body fat percentage is like 12 right now. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. It's anything um, but a fat piece of shit. Yeah, but, but sometimes you can't help but feel that way. So I just kind of wanted to, I just wrote down a bunch of stuff that I was feeling. Like, that's a lot, right? I can't, literally can't, oh, see, can't it see it at all. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, no, he does have a lot. There's it's a lot. Probably... And it was just like all, it was like 3 a.m. It was just like at the top of my head. I would even start like a new paragraph, like a new thought, and then come back to the old thought. So uh, it was January 7th. So you left for seemingly a short trip to Arizona for a speaking gig. It, mm -hmm. You even commented, like, it feels like I've been gone for a while. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough being hard away. It's tough being gone far away yeah <laughs> now you've done this many a times yeah um many many a times especially when the kids were younger but for some reason i wasn't having a good day this day yeah which happens a lot um just given my circumstances but i 100 percent make the best of of what i can um so when i say like i wasn't having a bad day i don't want you guys to think that um, I laid in bed. I've never once done that. Nothing against people that that's how they cope, but I just wasn't having a, a very good day. Um, it was sad. Typically that means I was missing a family member. Yeah. Um, don't necessarily recall right now, but a thought that, that occurred to me while I was laying there or, or excuse me, while, uh, during the day, you know, I think I was missing my dad just because how he passed is just so difficult yeah right and we don't have to get into that but it was just it was an accident it was an accident and it, i don't i've never thought this before which is surprising to me because sometimes especially a few years ago i i was having some real issues with mortality yeah it's gotten a lot better with the help from joanne my my therapist my grief counselor, but I had this thought of like, what if something happens to Mina on this trip, like a like a plane crash? I think maybe I even saw that there was a, like a door opened up during yeah, yeah. A, flight. a flight. 
praise be, there was nobody sitting at that particular door seat. Can I do a quick aside? Yeah. Because like, I think it's helpful for people to understand too, like Steve and I are a bit broken. Like it is not people's go-to when someone doesn't answer a phone or doesn't respond to a text or you don't see like that they're dead. And because of the experiences we've had the last handful of years, like Steve never doesn't answer my text or my calls. Mm -hmm. And he was sick a couple of weeks ago and it was a span of about three hours. This has happened twice. About three hours a couple of weeks ago and I was freaking the fuck out because I was going to come home to him dead. I was 100%. There, that's the only reason he would not be responding. He's been sick. It's been like a weird sickness. We couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. And I called him. I was on my, I was like five minutes away from picking the kids up from school. And I'm like, I can't go home with the kids because he's going to be dead and the kids can't see him dead. Mm. And I called my brother and I was like, are you home? Can you please go next door and check on Steve? I know this is crazy, but we're, we've got a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. and I'm just effing terrified. At the same time, T was texting me. He was like, I was sleeping. Like, what's up? And I'm like, nope, not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that right. ever. So Steve's saying Which like- Which doesn't happen, right? So I no, was doesn't really happen. sick. Yeah. 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 doesn't happen. I woke up and I had- But we definitely go to the other person could die or yeah. is dead much, much, much quicker than- Your normal bear. The standard. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, I stayed in that thought for too long of a time. You know, the thought of- um, what what would I do if something did happen to you, right? Yeah. What what ha- I don't know, you know, we've talked about this, but reverse roles where if something happened to me or rather preventing something from happening to me because there's people that depend on me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, how could I possibly, how could I possibly move on, right? Let's do, let's do the the, the countdown here. So we've got best friend, Mother, father, sister, wife. Yeah. In a couple years. I just (laughs) don't know um, how I could go on. And, you know, quick side note. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I have. Yeah. Yeah. But. Quick side note. At least one point in every single day, I have a moment. Right. We've talked about this. I try not to do it in front of you or the children, but every day. I have a moment. I almost texted you the other day. I think it was a Thursday. And I almost texted you. I was like, oh, my God, I did not have a moment today. So, like, it's rare that I don't have a moment. But I thought, how could I possibly go on? And then I thought, is is it a possibility that the people that we've assigned to, if something were to, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) If something were to happen to you and I. Is it quite possible that our children would be better off with them instead of me? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, just as a broken friend, a broken son, a broken brother, a broken now husband, would they just be better off? It's a bad place to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's quite possible that they would be better off um, with me versus uh, or excuse me, with them. We just went through the process of like we have a living will and like in those kind of documents. So we had to have the conversations about all those kind of conversations, which were really hard about like what happens. Yeah, and where the kids go. At the end, at the end of my thoughts, I know what's right. I know what the right thing is, and that's I would pull you through would, yes. and 
you would lean on those people. Be, be but, there for the for yes. the children. But you know, you're everything to me. And that's you know, good and bad. Yeah. I hate that pressure for you. Yeah. And but I, it, you know, it's not I don't want it, you to look at it as pressure. But no, I think but we've had the conversation. Like Steve went from a position where there were four additional people that were like he was in their top three, if not top one or two people I care about. And when you lose four of the people who care about you most in the world, yeah, that's a really tough position for you. And it's hard. You know, obviously it's harder for you, but it's hard for me to feel like I have to yeah. compensate for that. Yeah. It's, you know, Drew and I's relationship was different, right? Like we talked about problems that we were having. We always said, I love you. He's your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have those like, whatever I'll use air quotes. I'm using air quotes, like friends where it's just like, yeah, you grab a glass of wine every, uh, every third Tuesday and you bitch about your husband, you go home and that's your friendship, right? Like yeah. m- me and, and Drew's relationship was really deep. Yeah. It was really deep. So, um, when that happened, it was like. I think I would imagine Mina felt like, well, shit, I can't replace Drew. No, and that was before we were even married. Yeah, it was before we were married. And then subsequently, other people passed away. And it was like, well, shit, I can't be your mom. And, you know, shit, I can't be your dad. And shit, I can't be your sister. So unfortunately, there is, I don't like to use the word pressure, but I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Um, you are my world, but I choose that too, right? Yeah. I, I've, I've made that my choice. And I just want you to know that. Did you have anything to say about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I do want you guys to know Steve does have a living brother, Chris Hawk. So shout out to him. He's an amazing, amazing human. Yes. Um, and but he just recently moved, yeah, he re- back, he moved to back to Indiana from out of state. Um, so him and I didn't have a physical relationship for our whole entire adult life. Yeah. He left for college, whatever you are, eighteen. Yeah. And he never came, came back. He never what, came like back. Three, four years ago? Three, I think it's been three, three years. Three years ago. So he came back when he was 40. Yeah. So he left when he was 18. <laughs> yeah. And he literally never came back. Um, now, obviously, there was some holidays sprinkled in there that he would come back. But they were few and far between, unfortunately. So um, it's, been, it's been super nice to have him It's back. been wonderful. I try wow. to go see him as often as I can. He... He, but I think you saying over. that about me, like, obviously it feels amazing and it's like the most terrifying thing right. in the world too, because it is, it, it, when we have to have these conversations and make our living will and think about things like it, it, it brings up like, okay, I'm your world. Like, so if I'm your world and I'm for whatever reason, not here, like, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for the kids? Like, and mm-hmm. I try really hard and we have these conversations, which aren't easy ones. Like. I can say okay, you need to find other things that like fill your cup, whatever you know that saying is, because mm. I can't. Like it just it's a it's a like a terrifying amount of pressure to think that I'm the only one that can fill it. Mm-hmm. But I also know even if you found other things to fill it, they would just be like secondary, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I love golfing, my... and I don't give a shit. I could never golf again for the rest of my life, and I'd be fine. Yeah, I, you're my number one because because of like the the years of love and sacrifice and dedication. And understanding and as we've talked about before, um, 
I can't look at you right now, but. <laughs> He's not looking at me. I, you, you know, what you and I have gone through is um, unimaginable and things that people who have been married for 50 years don't go through, right? Yeah. And we've talked about this before. I'm not sure if on the podcast, but if you weren't in my life. You might not be I, here. Yeah. I'm not sure that I would be around. And I don't mean to say that in a, um, like, um, that would be because of me. I just think that I would have gone off, probably just gone off the rails. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of what happened died with Steph. of sadness. Yeah. And there were, I mean, she did things to her body that, but it was because of sadness mm-hmm. because she – they were her world. Rick and yeah. Sally were her world and she didn't have – she had a best friend and she had you and she had Chris, but she didn't have that like person that could pull her like through it and like out of it. And I get – like, yes, I see what you're saying. Like if you didn't have me and the kids, you would probably have been I, in the same position. I don't think that I would be alive. And again, I don't – I'm not saying that that would be, be – intentionally because of me i hope you can read in between those lines but my lifestyle would not have been not be one that was conducive to living a long time yeah so another thing that i really admire about you and that i people don't get to see right and and know and understand about you is that i'm usually home before you yeah yeah so every day when you come home, every day when you come home, you greet you greet me and the children with like a huge smile. Mm-hmm. No matter what, <laughs> no matter what's happened, um, you know you could have just closed your store that you dreamt about, um, and you could have had employees do things and um, stuff that other people would have come home and taken it out on their loved ones, which we're all guilty of sometimes. Um, But every day, pretty much no matter what, you come home and you greet us all with a big smile and three kisses. And, you know, people don't see that and, and know that and, I I want people to know that about you. Because it's hard. Because, t- you know, we typically take out our emotions on the people closest to us, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the kids, just because they, they get... They get all the best of us. Most yeah. Of the time. Yeah. I um, mean, I think it's easy. You guys make me very happy. Yeah. And... Also, from the time I was super young, I've just been really good at compartmentalizing. And for better or worse, like, I think when there are bad days, like, it served me well. But it's also you can't not be so happy and smiling. Like, Charlie, no matter how – she's been gone for two seconds. She'll run into your arms like she hasn't seen you in a month. Me? (laughs) Charlie, you, me. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Just you or me, not really Jack. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When she no matter comes what's home, going on in the day, like coming home is the best. I, it's the best <clears throat> part. 
I typically pick them up from so so far in this school year. I have typically picked them up from school. Yeah. So Steve, um, I usually do drop off. Steve usually does pickups. We just this week we're like flip flopping days and doing both. So we'll see how that Yeah. And out. when they typically one of the first parents there, and when they call Charlie and Jack's name, Charlie runs out to me every single day. Like like I've been gone for two yeah. months, and she's seen me for the first time every single day. Yeah. And I even said to her teacher yesterday, I was like. I just kind of want you to know, like, I'm around all, all, all the time. <laughs> I'm not you an absentee I mean? father. Yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. excited. Like, I'm, 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 I'm around all the time. I take care of her at, yeah. at night yeah. you know, when we get home from school. It's not like I a nanny comes after yeah, 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 home. Yeah, yeah. She, there's no reason for her to act like she's missing. You would me. think that um, I'm an absentee father and she is seeing me for the first time in two months. Yeah. I forget where we were going with that, but. Um, you know, you kind of said you're good at compartmentalizing. I admire that about you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes me much more functional with all the stuff yeah. that's happened. But also, un- unfortunately, right now, just the period that we are in our with our kids age, you know, you come home, you got a big smile on your face. You give me kisses. I'm typically probably not in my best headspace because Charlie's batshit crazy right now. You guys, she's so cute and she's so crazy. She's so cute because she's so crazy. She'll run and give you a hug and then she'll freak the fuck out. And I'm sure if you guys have three-year-olds, I think it's a second child thing. I think it's a girl thing. I also think it's a three-year-old thing. And she's all of those things right now. And she'll be like, I love you, daddy. (laughs) Yeah, just like rolling on the floor. Like yeah. loses it. Loses it. And, and so, it's the witching hour after school. Yeah. Steve gets them at three. I usually get home like between five and five forty-five. Yeah. So it's like the worst of them. The worst. Jack's being super chill, super cool right now. Um, that's a phase that he's going through where he's just like, it's great. yeah, great. It's, it's great. Just he's chill. super chill. So super chill. He just needs me to get him snacks, and that's typically about it. <laughs> uh, but Charlie is connected to me from three and attached at the hip like a little tyrant that is making your life hell but won't disattach from your thigh wild so i guess what i was gonna say about that is you know like i've been dealing with that for two maybe three hours and so you know you get to come home to not the best version of me i you know if the if if i love our kids i love their um their presence but if Let's say they were at Mimi's for that day. You, I'd come you'd home come to home a to a different per- different version of me. Yeah, you know. Uh, but unfortunately, you come home and half the time I'm I'm in the process of like getting something for somebody or bathing somebody or something, yeah. and so it's like I admire that. I wish that when you came home, I was like, hey, <laughs> you know. Um, but I'm like, hey, how are you? Uh, three Tapping kisses, out before I strangle someone. Three kisses, and um, I got to get somebody a snack or something. Three kisses so, means I love you. Yeah, you guys probably know that, but um, so I just, I just, you know, want people to know that that like, I, I guess essentially, like what you see on the TV show is is really how you are. I really hated a few months ago how some media outlets. Um, turned basically in the choice to end filming of good bones 
Into clickbait. That's all it was. Yeah. Into clickbait. And that really yeah. bothered me a lot because I was like, if you guys only knew the truth. Yeah. And if you only knew how amazing of a woman this person is, is that, that you're talking about, you want to be writing this article. Unfortunately, that's their jobs to write clickbait. But um, kind of talked about this unintentionally already, but some of the notes that, that I had created said, you know, like in the next coming years after Drew passed, uh, we face many more challenges with family members passing away. And your, I know that a lot of times you didn't know how or what to do, but your comfort was, it, it never wavered. I think although inside your head, you were like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But like you always did what you needed to do. I mean, I think now that like grief counseling has helped you a ton, which has also helped me like understand more what you need and for you to be able to tell me because I'm not, I'm not a naturally empathetic person, I guess. Like I'm a problem solver. Like you're sad. Okay. How can we solve that? You're hurt. What can we do to fix that? There's this business problem. How can like, I can bring you medicine but you don't want medicine. You want me to like cuddle you. That's that, what I was just going to say. So and, like a lot of times I don't need you to say anything. We've talked yeah. about this before. I don't need you to say anything. I just need you to like hold my hand or rub my hair. Currently I my head's been buzzed for a, Hot minute. a little while. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like when you rub my hair and it just reassures me that everything's going to be okay and we're going to get through this tough situation. And on a few occasions, under a handful, uh, over the years, I've I've had just like crippling, like debilitating days, yeah. right? Uh, and I've had to call you and say, like, I need you to come home. Yeah. And you never ask any questions. You don't say what's going on. You don't say I'm in a meeting. You don't say, can you give me five minutes? You don't say you've on these occasions you've never said anything other than i'll be right there i don't know i hope that's not rare but i think it is rare yeah i think that's rare so kudos to you (laughs) not everybody does that i think one of the few upsides of all the experiences we've had is we've had to like we've had to learn each other very quickly because we've gone through all these experiences that you know, usually in a relationship, you wouldn't deal with loss of family members until you're older. Yeah, like and, in your 60s, 70s. Yeah, yeah, our kids are older, we're older. And I guess I think because we've always been like very honest with you guys, like it's not always been easy because we do have very different like emotional styles and personality styles and, and love languages and all those things. And it's been hard at times because there has been so much loss to make sure that I guess for me, mostly like I'm doing what you need because what I'm inclined to do, which is like problem solve or mainly just that isn't usually what you need. And now because of conversations, like I know that's what you need. You just need my physical presence. Yeah. And so then I can do that. Yeah. I don't even need you to like sit on my lap. You can just be in the kitchen and I can be on the couch. Yeah. Even if it's just working, we're both working from home doing our own thing. Like I get that just me existing is comforting to you, Mm -hmm. which 
I still don't understand. I'm not going to lie because that's not how my brain works. But I know that and I, and I can do that. Mm-hmm. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but it's an ultra concentrated liquidless laundry detergent. It is the best of all worlds. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin. I absolutely love them. They're so convenient. They take up very little space and you don't have the giant bulky jugs that always leak no matter how hard I try. One EarthBreeze Eco Sheet does all the hard work for you. And these tiny sheets can stop millions of detergent jugs from entering our ecosystem. Not only is it better for the planet, but EarthBreeze is also better for sensitive skin. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets are dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic, and free of bleach, dyes, and parabens. Making a positive impact in the world doesn't have to come at a cost to you. My clothes are clean, they smell great, and I feel like I've actually done something good just by doing my laundry. I think you should give it a try, and if you decide to go back to your old stuff for whatever reason, you get a full refund on your EarthBreeze purchase, no questions asked. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash AF. That's earthbreeze.com slash AF to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash AF. Eating better is so easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. All their meals are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. With over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. My absolute favorite meal from them was a shrimp pasta one, And that is hard to do in a warmed up meal and they were so perfect. They also have more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. That's right, no prep and no mess. We've done the math, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 and use code MinaAF50 to get 50% off. That's code MinaAF50 at factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 to get 50% off. Do you remember a few weeks ago, because I, I had one a few weeks ago and I asked you to come home and you did, came right home. I don't, I don't even know what you're doing, uh, but you came right home. I don't know what I was doing either. Well, I can promise you that you were doing something. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and I texted you and I just said, can you come home? And you said, yes. And... I wasn't feeling well. I was down like all of January this you, year. Yeah, like physically like sick. And yeah. well, I think when you're physically sick too, it just wears your mental sick I think health. the more that you're physically sick, the more mentally just draining just that is. But yeah, you're just like, oh, I can't. I'm a, can't get it. Can't yeah. get it put back together. But do you remember I, I fell asleep on the couch? Yeah. And that never happens. No. You rarely fall asleep on the couch. You might like 
not all. Yeah, I might close. You were do like, the dad close. No, I was asleep for like two, three, yeah, two or three plus hours. hours, and rightfully so. I don't blame you. When I woke up, you were kind of like, you know, you asked me to come home. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like during the day you asked me to come yeah, home. Yeah, you like, you asked home, me to come home, and you fell asleep. And my response was, I wouldn't have been able to fall asleep. Yeah. Without you there. Yeah. I felt comfortable. Yeah. I had natural brain drugs that were being released because you were there in my presence that otherwise I would have just still been, um, I wouldn't have been, yeah, anxious and and, in that headspace. I wouldn't have been able to fall asleep had you not been there. I'm glad I'm a calming force for someone in this And I'm a calm, I think that I'm calming for you too. I think that you're able to. um, We both definitely can ourselves whether it's the best or the worst version of ourselves yeah so just like your simple presence made me feel comfortable lighten up i was able to relax you know that releases oxytocin which promotes sleep and you know you that's when you can feel like drowsy and you know like i said rightfully so you were i don't you weren't like mad at me no i was just like i came home i was doing shit i came home and you went to sleep like what's up bro right I think what you need to understand about that specific situation is, is that I was able to get some sleep because of you, Yeah. you know, and it, and in the moment it was hard for me to communicate that to you. I was like, well, I'm sorry that I fell asleep. Yeah. I'm I mean, it was a little sick. bit, it was a little bit of a, not an argument. Like we don't really get into like fights. fights no, it wasn't it was an like, argument. But... I'm annoyed with you. You're annoyed that I'm annoyed with you. I'm sick. Like I, it was, it was a thing. I was like, what the, the fuck? Yeah, you asked me to come home and you fell asleep. And but I wouldn't have been able to fall asleep without you there. And that's what we need. When Which we're is sick. good to hear later. Like in the moment, you probably didn't couldn't process it and say it in that way. Because if you'd just been like, "No, you're really calming," and I felt like, like that would have been a great answer, and I would it would immediately have like diffused any annoyance I had. But it's great in hindsight to like think, "Well, I really should have said this this way. It would have worked out better." Yep. But yeah. Yeah, in the moment. Your brain is kind of moves fast. And I, you know, once I slowed down and thought about it, I was like, well, but yeah, but what she doesn't understand is that it probably annoys the shit out of Steve, you guys, but I have a 48 hour rule for him. And I think overall you appreciate it, but like if there's something heated and we're not able to get to a good place on it fairly quickly, I will say we're not going to talk about it again for 48 hours because. I do everything fast. I work fast. I walk fast. I process fast, faster than I should. I should take more time to process a lot of the times. And Steve processes very differently and much slower. And I've found, for better or worse, we can usually have a much more productive conversation if we can get some distance from whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. So it annoys the heck out of him sometimes because I'll say, I'm not talking about it. And he obviously, it's important, wants to talk about it at the time. And I'm like, we'll talk about it. We're talking about it in two days. We'll come back to it in two days, which yeah. is probably just crushingly annoying at the time. Yeah, I imagine that there's the you know the professionals out there that are might be listening or like, yes, Mina's right. And then there's probably some professionals that are like, no, Steve's yeah, right. You never gotta, go to bed angry. Yeah, you got to talk about it now. You got to, you know, you have the ability to remain calm and near. I I put nearly any situation, obviously. I think I've only had like one like real legitimate panic attack. Yeah. But you have the ability to rem- remain calm 
and I really admire that about you. And um, especially personal conflicts that you have, you have the ability to handle them in a way that has taught me a lot. I'm not necessarily saying that I practice those, <laughs> but has taught me a lot. They're annoying sometimes. As we just discussed, you know, that 48 hour thing. And, you know, as a married couple, we communicate differently. Um, the longer that we've been together, I think we, we communicate um, much better. I think you're, you always remain rational and level-headed when sometimes the majority of people, couples, blah, 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 it's just easy to get like heated say shit that you don't want to say you've never said anything that you like i don't i not to my recollection i don't think you've ever said anything that you were like i shouldn't have said that to you steve now maybe to to a contractor i mean i'm sure there have been things okay but uh, yeah not often no and you but know again, it's probably kind of annoying we were it's like I we were watching, shut down we just wrapped up uh succession oh my god and there was a scene with uh, Shiv and uh, her husband, mm -hmm. and you know, it killed me. Yeah, they said some really. They said shit. some awful stuff to each other. Uh, it was towards the end, season four. Yeah, sorry, we're really behind. Yeah, we yeah. Just started, we just started Succession we like last week, and then finished, finished it. it. But Tom and Shiv were having a discussion, and and you know, she was like, "Do you want to do this right now?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and do it." Yeah, and she's we don't like, say anything. But, like, I fucking hate you. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and I was just like, "Oh my god." Damn, that like that's his wife. Yeah, she just yeah. You baby can't mama. come back from that. Baby mama, new baby mama. Yeah. yeah, you can't come back from that. Yeah, and they might be able to. They're super dysfunctional. Who knows? Not not at the ending. Yeah, I'm not gonna give that away. But but you always remain rational and level headed, and that's definitely not easy to do when you're in a disagreement. Um, sometimes it bugs me how calm you are. And I think you know that. I think yeah. you use that to your advantage. Like you will even go deeper into the calmness because you're like, <laughs> no, I don't. It seems like that. I'm like, I get why it seems like that in the moment. But I mean, I think for me, because that is definitely not how I was when I was younger. And right. obviously, like we're when we're in our teenage years, we're all very volatile, volatile. volatile. Obviously, when our teenage years were all can be very volatile. But Dad and I would go like, yeah, you know, at it. neck and neck. We would go screaming matches. Yeah. And what does it do? And it was into, I think it was towards the end of my high school, maybe junior, senior year. I don't know why, but I had this epiphany. It was like, if I just stop yelling, yeah. he can't keep yelling. Yeah. He's going to feel dumb. Right. Like, this is a two-sided well, two street. I'm making it just as bad as he is. So I just stopped yelling. And well, really never looked back. It's like the other day when Charlie was just, she'll just yell. Like yeah. sometimes they're not even words. And I literally was like, stop yelling. And, yeah. and you were like, does that make any sense to you? Yell at her. Does that make her sense to, to yell at her to stop yelling? Like, does that make sense? And I said, no, no, I know it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not angry. stupid, but that's just what I, my brain told me to do was to say, stop yelling. And it's not the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. And you. That's something that, like, ha you haven't heard me yell at her since then. I mean, I might be like, all right, girlfriend. You know, yeah. but I'm, she knows when I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, she'll, and she likes it when I do that. She yeah. laughs. 
so yeah, I mean, you just don't let situations get the best of you, which I, again, is something that I admire about you. And you've definitely taught me a lot. This is kind of what we were just talking about, how to be a better parent. I think I had, well, no, I don't think. I know I had a, a better childhood than you did Yeah. as far as being, you know, shown love and affection. I was provided for. Yeah. It's different. It's different. It's different. I was provided for as well. Not as, I mean, I didn't have a MGB in high school. <laughs> it was only. And if you don't know what like, an MGB is, it's Google it. It's a $6,000 car. James was, Bond car. <laughs> Very cute little car for sure, but you probably would have still chosen the very loving upbringing you had over in it. Yeah. So yeah, we had different upbringings and um, yeah, my parents were great. Um, so you would think that I, it, you would think the roles would be reversed, right? You would think that you would be the, like more of a loose cannon Yeah. and I would be the one that's like, I don't know I'm saying, I'm not saying I'm not, but there are definitely times where the kids get the best of me. Yeah. And it's very rare that the kids get the best of you. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but when I was doing my business consulting, I did uh, – it's like when you do your IQ test, but it's called an EQ and it's your emotional intelligence and it's hundreds of questions and like eight videos and then questions and it gives you so much like really cool feedback. So if you guys ever have the opportunity to do it, a lot of like corporate trainings do it. But one of the things that like really stuck with me the most after doing it, and this is neither good nor bad. It serves me well in some cases and poorly in others. But of all the emotions, it kind of puts you on the scale of how quickly you go to that emotion. Mm -hmm. And pretty much across the board, I interact or I, I feel emotions significantly less than the general population, which I think probably is a long-built coping mechanism. But like the most dramatic one was was fear. So mm. out of 100 people, 97 people will feel fear before I do. Mm -hmm. So if we're all in the same situation, we're all 100 people closed in a room and tigers are released in the room, 97 people are going to be scared before I am. And that's the most dramatic one, but all of my emotions are kind of a little more distant from me which is not good in a lot of ways, but I think with parenting, with disagreements, with like things like that, because I tend to stay a little more detached, it mm -hmm. looks like I'm, I, I am calmer, but it's because I'm slightly dys dysfunctional calm. Yeah. I mean, I watch you with the kids. I observe you, you know, I admire it's how you uh, manage certain situations um, you know, your reasoning with them and like your ability to like understand on their level. Um, I do really want to say though, it does feel different. Like all of, all of the emotions that I don't tend to feel with the general population are different with the kids. Of course. Like that's just a different kind of like love. Yeah. It's, yeah, and I course. know people say that like you won't understand it. So you have kids and there are plenty of people who won't ever have kids and that's fine. But it just is so different. It's so different. Of course. Yeah. Which flows nicely into my next paragraph, which is that sometimes I hear you say on your podcast, on the show, um, speaking with friends, you know, I, I hear you say it and it bothers me. I think I think saying I have my like I have a black heart is kind of my shield. Yeah, well, and like I'll say it so you, so other people can't, you know, like defense mechanism. Like I 
am not the most like feely and sensitive outwardly at least. And so it's like, yeah, I'll say, I'll say the worst thing about me. So yeah. other people don't have the opportunity to. I mean, I just I feel like you're you, you're Mina. I feel like to truly know you is to love you. And you, I just, I, when I hear you say that you're like, I have a black heart and you know, these contractors don't like me and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, well, that's business and con- contractor. You don't need contractors like you. And and if you need to be hard on them because they're hard on you, so be it. But y- you don't have a black heart. You have a very caring heart, giving heart. And, you know, I just, I want you to understand that. And then also your fans and listeners, like, you know, just know that when Mina says she has a black heart, it's more of her her saying that is like she just said she's saying it so that nobody else can say it but you don't you're good you're a great person thank you you're welcome Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think that and you know this, we talk about it weekly. Um, I think that sometimes when you might feel that, what you really mean is that you that you're you're working on something, you're preoccupied, right? When mm-hmm. you're working on something, I'm in the zone. You're in the zone. Yeah. So when you're in the zone, that's taking precedent to whatever other situation may be going on in the kitchen. And I think that you turn that into black heart or not caring or whatever, however you want to phrase that. But once you're done and you give the attention elsewhere, you know, that's where you shine, like as a, as a mom and as a wife, you know, it's, it's kind of like, as business owners, we're never done working. But once you do daily make that decision that you are done working, then yeah. I mean, I think awesome. that's kind of where, like, when I say that I'm like compartmentalizing is my superpower, and sometimes it serves me, and oftentimes it doesn't. Like those are, I think, the times it doesn't because I'm in over here doing this, and nothing really else matters when I'm doing this. I just, you know, don't confuse you know, your desire to be in the moment with careless and heartless. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So stop that. <laughs> Self-talk. Okay. This is this week's episode is just a therapy session for Mina. Thank you guys for listening <laughs> in. <laughs> it's a different structure, but I just, you know, read a lot and see a lot. And I just. Had some shit to say. Yeah, I got some shit to say. Like your work ethic. It's unlike anything anybody I've ever seen you know like I don't think I would have started my own company if I wasn't um if I didn't see that drive from from you right as a as a business owner you know it's it was it was kind of like I want to be a business owner too I mean yeah enough days of you coming home unhappy unfulfilled hating your job nothing wrong with 
the company that I, I mean, you worked for a great company, I worked but for it just a great wasn't company. fulfilling at all. Wasn't fulfilling. And I remember uh, when we unilaterally made the decision for me to, to resign, um, you, you said, how was your day today? And I said, I don't think I can do it anymore. And you said, then Stop. don't. Yeah. yeah. Then don't. Then don't. Because we've been and talking like, about and not I was, being I able to. I literally was like, are we doing this? Like, that was my next words. You were like, then don't. And I was like, are we doing Because I had been running Hawk Fit for a full year. Yeah. And working my corporate job, which was yeah. just like waking up at grind. four. It was just a grind doing two. That's how you do it. Yeah. And when you, when you were like, then don't do it anymore. Go full time with Hawk Fit. And I was like, are we going to do this? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And you know I, what it's going to be, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. And I emailed my. I was like, you got to send the email now or you're not going to send it. Well, and I did. I I had to email a few people. Obviously, there was immediate phone calls. Yeah. And um, when I get off the phone call with my regional director that I had been with for almost 12 years, um, I was like, oh, shit. Now I got to, they want me to fulfill two weeks. (laughs) I got to be there for two more weeks. I'm done, you know, like mentally, mentally, mentally I'm done. Calls, Today I'm was done. my last day. Yeah. And my, thankfully my, you know, my boss at the, at the time, you know, we talked the next day and she was like, look, I'm, I'm not expecting you to fucking knock it out of the park these next two weeks. So yeah, just hang on and keep just, the wheels turning. Just, yeah. Just, um, make the phone calls to your, your people that, that you're leaving. Yeah. So that's what I did for two weeks. But I don't think that I would, um, have had, the guts to kind of pull the trigger of starting my own company. Um, had I not seen your work ethic literally from day one, you know, like the day we met, you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember this or not, but early, early on in our relationship, you know, I would get done with work. Let's say I had an early day. Sometimes that would be early and I would come down to fountain square and you're like, I'm going to go. I just want to like drive around and look at houses for sale and, and like cold call. You were like cold calling, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, this is back in the day when you can get a house in fountain square for $8,000. And then you had a couple projects that you were working on with a Don and it was like, let's go check out framing. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I saw that work ethic and, uh, you know, it made me a better person too. But yeah, back to me, like starting my own business, like we didn't have really a discussion, you know, like, is this, is, it, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Is this, you're like, if it's going to make you happy, just do it. Yeah. You know, and I just don't know if every spouse would, would, would be as supportive. We had really good health insurance. I had the best health insurance. Yes. I mean, uh, Charlie uh, probably exists because you had the job you had. So we'll, we'll always give it like the, they paid for our IVF, which was huge. Yeah. Miss it. Not that we're going to do IVF again, but no, no, but every, you know, like every goal that you have had in mind, you know, you set it, you take the steps to get there and you accomplish it. You've never talked to me at least about an idea or a goal and not taking the necessary steps and you know the planning the planning and the planning and ex- the execution mm-hmm. and i think that's very admirable too for instance when you change the store locations you know you didn't necessarily came home and you're like hey let's have a conversation about changing store locations you're like you won't believe what happened to me today this is what i want to do yeah 
I found a new store location <laughs> and we're doing that now. Well, I think we're also both very lucky that we have a person that we can do that with and mm-hmm. the the savings that we've made to be able to make some gutsier decisions, which I think not a lot of people are, are in that position. So yeah, there's a lot of things that make make it more doable for us to be able to be that kind of person, I think, for each other. Yeah, that's true. And I'll try to have this flow into what you were just saying nicely. And that's kind of like, you know, the decision that we made to get this lake house, you know, was um, really stressful for me financially. And you Steve just has kept... a lot of like financial trauma. I have family trauma. He has financial trauma. Yeah. And well, adult family trauma as well. But mm-hmm. having having a nest egg is very mm-hmm. important to him. Yeah. And so I could just couldn't get that out of my mind for quite some time. You know, like, no, we can't buy a lake house because then all of our savings is going to go south. And, you know, one thing that you kept on instilling in me is like, we'll make more money. Yeah, we're both hard workers. Yeah, we'll make more money. And like, think of the memories that we're going to make with the children. Think of the good times that the kids are going to have at the lake house with you, with me, as a family. It's worth depleting or almost depleting or whatever (laughs) our savings accounts. Our accounts got pretty slim for a minute. And Um, that's why we're doing it in phases. That's why it's not done. Yeah. But, you know, you always told me we can make more money. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that uh, those trepidations don't still creep into my head, you know, but in talking with you, you know, you're like, what's more important, you know, making memories or having X amount of money money in your savings account. And that just really hit me. You know, it hit me hard. It was like, who cares? I can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. Who cares? And I'm it's it's been a great decision. Um yeah. Well, we don't spend money on anything else. We really don't. No. We, we have got old ass old cars. cars. I got hey everybody, I got two hundred and one thousand nine hundred and three oh. miles on Did my car. Did you just car. check that? Yeah, I just checked it yesterday. All right. Yeah. On engine number two. It is engine number two. During She's... during COVID, my engine went out. I had my... Uh, We're both committed, though. Like, I'll get a new quick. engine before I get right. a new car. Yeah, just real quick. My AC unit was basically backing up into my engine. Um, and my lovely mechanic was like, it might happen on mile one or it might happen on mile 1,000, but your engine's eventually going to go out. And this was during COVID, mm-hmm. like kind of in the middle when cars were. It was like, hard to find parts, could, let alone full engines. You couldn't buy a, you couldn't find a car. And he was like, "I got, I can get you a good deal on a brand new engine. It's got a hundred thousand mile warranty on it. Blah, blah blah. It was X amount of dollars. I was like, let's do it. You know, yeah. it took him a week, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I got two hundred thousand miles on my car, second engine. <laughs> this might be lastly, and we can maybe. I don't know how much we'll expand on it, but. I really admire, I know you didn't want this to turn into like a Steve admire Mina for X, Y, and Z reasons, but you know, a big part of the truth is that I, you know, I really admire how you handled personal situations, um, specifically with, uh, good bones, like coming to an end and what happened with, 
um, with all of that, right? Yeah. You didn't throw anyone under the bus. You didn't throw any um, people on the show, involved in the show, behind the scenes. You know, you were just like, I mean, if anything, you might have taken more more blame than necessary. I just really admire the fact that 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 you kept some details private. Yeah. And I know that not every um, person with a television show could do that. I mean, I always try to find like my personal responsibility and stuff. And I, I don't, mm. I think it was you. I don't remember, but like, I just didn't like who I was becoming Yeah, and got to a point where I was like this, I'm the worst version of myself. Mm -hmm. And even if everyone else was behaving poorly, like that was an excuse for, for, for my poor behavior. And I swallowed a big old pill and apologized for my part in it. And ew, that's dog shit from pooper scooping. Steve has dog poop on his pants right now because he pooper scooped right before we did this episode. Well, we'll change these pants. (laughs) This is how sexy our life is. You know that first post, like, it's 50 degrees in Indiana today. So Frank's been pooping outside in the freezing cold when you can't poop or scoop it because the poop freezes for, like, a month now. And so it was a very tragic and epic poop or scooping situation. Three full bags. Three full Three bags. Like, Target bags. Target bags. Target bags. Full to the brim. And Target, is the, they're those thick bags, so you can put a lot of poop in them. And my fingers were numb. I, I put on two rubber uh, gloves. Rubber gloves. And just in case one broke. Just in case one breaks. And so I put on two of those bad boys. My <laughs> my fingers were numb for 20 minutes afterwards. <laughs> way, way off base. but Off base. But yeah, you, you know. Being, yeah, point I, being. I owned my shit and I was like, I don't like who I've been. I'm not going to do this. Sorry for my part. Y'all do what you want to do. I'm going to I'm gonna try to be a person that I can be more proud of. And. And then my kids and that you can be more proud of. Yeah. What I'd like to say is that I really wanted to oh my God, tell the truth. Bust people under it every day of my life. Well, but as your husband, yeah. it's it's my duty to protect you. I know that you don't need it. Yeah. But I wanted I so but I wouldn't do that to you because I know you wouldn't want that done. Yeah. You would you 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 would dislike me more than the person than the person the that, that had were, done the thing yeah and so you know i've kept my mouth shut yeah you have i appreciate that yeah that's uh it's nice it gets to hear a little wily that. sometimes and i'm like tone it down tone it the fuck down tone yeah down. i mean it's not i know the not the time yeah water always finds its level steve's famous quote water does always find its level um but yeah, so I think those are some uh, characteristics about Mina that not everybody knows or understands, but that I thought would be helpful for people to have a better grasp of. Well, I appreciate that. And I think that the people that listen to the podcast are our people. They're my yeah. people. And that's why I've always said on the podcast, like, I always want to be open and honest with you guys. I want to talk about what you want to talk about because you're here for it, whereas a lot of people 
that follow on social media follow just because of the show and really only want that version, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just not what I want to cater my life to from this point on. So uh, thank you, Boo, for the nice things. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys all that listen for being here for it. Um, you know, sometimes it's just me or us rambling. So, uh, but honestly, the messages you guys send, I think sometimes the ones that feel rambly to us are the ones that are more helpful to you guys. So we're going to yeah, keep man, rambling can, as long as you're um, listening. Maybe some of the things that I appreciate about you will help somebody, um, you know, realize about life. somebody else or, you know, Hey, I could do that better. You know, you hear, you just hear things throughout the day and it's like, yeah, I, I could try that out. Yeah. I could be, uh, I could try to come home with a bigger smile every day. Um, you know, so I, I think as long as we're helping, it's all good. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you guys know what to do. Click the link in the show notes. Leave me a message. You can ask questions for Steve. I compile them and then we do like Steve episodes. So feel free to drop things in there for him as well. Um, and until next week, uh, we'll see you see guys you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.